The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome back. It's time for episode 183 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. One week out from San Diego Comic-Con. Ooh. That's it. Just one week. Can't wait for that. But what's going on, guys? Not too much, man. It's a lovely summer-filled weekend. Just telling you guys about my son a ball glove, pretty much. Love that. We've got a little pitch and catch going on, man. It's going to be a thing for the next, uh, hopefully, like 15 to 20 years. Your, your arm won't last that long. Oh, come on. Don't don't tempt me. It's going to go forever. <sighs> you, Carlos, what's going on, man? Uh, not much, man. Uh, just uh, a lot of... Uh, had a, my uh, my cousin turned 50. Uh, well, turns 50 in a couple of weeks, but uh, the, we had a surprise party for her on, uh, on Friday night. And uh, yeah, it was an awesome party. And... Uh, ate drank and made merry and uh yeah it was great and then uh yesterday i went back to the six flags park out here jeez and uh yeah i I got a season pass nice (laughs) it's the only way to do it really well look i mean it was at uh it was at half the price of a single day ticket (laughs) so it made it made sense to buy it it must have been jam-packed today well, today was Sunday, so I went yesterday, uh, Saturday. It, 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 uh, I went pretty early. It was good. By the time I left at three, I was, uh, I'm fighting. I don't know if you could tell by the voice here. I'm uh, fighting a little, uh, little, uh, you know, summer cold. Oh, that's the <laughs> what they're calling it now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm fighting a summer cold. And, um, yeah, so uh, by three o'clock yesterday afternoon, I was like, oh, I think I'm done. I'm done for the day. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'll be going back soon and, uh, it's fun. That Goliath, that roller coaster guys is perhaps my favorite roller coaster of all time. I like, I like it. I go no hands, man. Oh yeah. No hands, no hands. all the way, man. It feels like you're yeah. flying. Yeah. It's sweet. You just it get your legs, me... you just get your legs tucked up in there for the support. It, it, it reminds, not even, uh, my legs can't, t- I'm a man, Corey. I, I, my, my legs have to go straight out. <laughs> Yeah, they, they must touch. They have to touch the, like the the, the, the seat in front of me or whatever. They touch the seat in front of me. That's how long my legs are. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking uh, about the security bar on the on yeah, the upper yeah. thighs. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm nice and snug in there. Uh, but um, yeah, when uh, when we're going down that first uh, the first hill, wow, fast. Wow. Are your kids able to go on it yet? Are they big enough? Uh, my older, I think my, uh, my two older ones are, the little one isn't yet. He's only seven. So um, I take it they haven't gone with you on it. No, they haven't. No, <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, going to be coming soon. And, um, it, I swear to God, it reminded me of, uh, and I, I, I just finished watching actually, uh, the amazing Spider-Man and the amazing Spider-Man two, the Andrew Garfield version. And, um, 
it reminded me of one of the web web slinging scenes. The, the, just that feeling that I had yesterday, I was like, oh man, it's like, like as he's falling down and he's like, he's not saying anything. And then the, like that, it, it, I felt that come out of me yesterday and it, it was so similar and uh, that it actually sparked me to watch the movie. It was, you know, it's, it's like such a, an exhilarating and thrilling ride. Like it's, uh, it's, it's really, really good. It's my favorite one. I did it twice again yesterday. So uh, yeah, fun times. Fun times, nice sun, you know. And uh, today uh, felt like garbage. And uh, but uh, I'm sitting here because that's what I do. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, happy 77th birthday to Harrison Ford. You think? Oh, he, yeah. You think he's ever heard a podcast in his life? Our no. podcast? No, no, of definitely, course. definitely not ours. Yes. Trust me. No. We, no. We talk all the time. Harrison and I are tight. Are you talking about Stubaka? Well, I'm, we're getting there. We're it's getting there. We're, we're moving okay. up through the ranks of important people. Okay? Harrison's done. <laughs> and also, happy birthday to the one and only Stubaka, who had a wonderful weekend from the sounds of it. So, happy birthday, my friend. You going to wish Stubaka happy birthday, guys, or what? Are you just going to sit there like, like toads happy on a stool? Happy birthday, Stubaka. I actually uh, already wished him happy birthday. Yeah, me too. I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh anything Star Wars related this week, guys? Uh Star Wars related. <laughs> other than collecting note. My my kid, I, I sent you a picture the other day of a kid my, uh, my son wants to be on the podcast something fierce and man like every day he's asking me like, "So, uh, when are we doing our show?" and uh did you send Uncle Kyle my questions and <laughs> Yeah, it's some good ones written down. It was actually it was pretty fun. I'm gonna message him back and say, "Ask your dad to start his own." <laughs> then I'm gonna tell him, "No, I can't. It's Uncle Kyle's podcast." No, no, no. I'll explain it to him that anybody in the world can start one. How about this? I'll say, "Let's have a race no, he... between you and your dad to see who can figure it out first. No, but you don't understand. Like he's got my that I have two tumbling saber business cards that I've had in my wallet for a while. And he, he, he saw them and now he's just like, he doesn't understand that they're business cards. He thinks it's like they're memberships to a VIP community. Like, he's just like, oh, I need, I need them. And he's like, no, I'm like, you can have one. Okay. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, but I, I, my, I want my friend Benjamin to come like to be a part of the team too. I'm like, but he doesn't need to have this card to be a part of the team. Like, but yeah, yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> he needs the membership card. I'm like, okay. It's not necessarily that, but. Okay, so speaking of membership cards, uh, I have to uh, I have to rant right now because we're gonna get into our collecting update, and um, I, ha- I have to do the Lego thing right now. Like th- this is uh, this, I don't know. This will be like planned. your third Lego rant this year, dude. They they updated the VIP point system. Oh, okay, that's never yeah. good. Oh no, it's not. It's terrible. So, <laughs> um. They changed the point values, and uh, it's still, what it comes down. It's still five percent, right? It still comes down to five percent uh, uh, bonus back, right? So, which is whatever. Uh, it's good if you want to stockpile your points and stuff. Um, but what they did is that you can't access them on the spot. What you need to do is you need to go to a separate website and 
uh, print out a voucher. Well, not really print out, but like you need a voucher. So you have to like go to this website and generate a type of voucher that then you have to bring back to the Lego store and scan off your phone or something. Or actually like I'm in the page now. So if you go to the rewards section of the Lego VIP site, uh, not the Lego shop, Lego VIP site. It's a separate site, which is convoluted for, for no reason. Yeah. So uh, money off your next purchase at the official Lego store or by phone. So you could click 5, 20, 50, or, se- or $100, okay? Which is cool. All right. Now, if I click redeem, then it, it's automatically generated in the system. So when I go to the store or when I call by phone, those $50 are available for my next purchase. So if let's say I have 70 right now, I have 76 bucks or 75 bucks. Uh, I click the 50, I come back, I click the 20, I have $70 available for my purchase. But when you click redeem, you have 30 days to use them or you lose them. Oh, that sucks. That is, yes. Oh, that's so dirty. It's, yeah, so you can't you can't build up your points. No, you can. You have to keep them in the bank. But if you don't add points for an 18-month period, they get wiped out. That is so just the worst. So they don't, I so don't know. in essence, they don't want you to stockpile your points to, to redeem them for something substantial. No, you could stockpile. But if, let's say, you, you go 18 months without adding points or there's an inactivity in your account for 18 months, you lose everything. Okay. That's garbage. That's... Yeah, that's that's weak. Okay, and not only that. Now, if I say, okay, uh, I'm going to the Lego store. I'm going to redeem uh, $100 of VIP points to buy X, Y, and Z product. You get to the store, and it's not in stock. Now, if you want to get it online, you can't transfer the voucher that you printed out for the official store or the phone because if you want money off your uh, next order on lego.com, that's a separate section. So it's not even the same voucher. Oh, they're going to, one way or another, they'll get you. It's honestly, it's, um, I, I follow MNR productions on, uh, on YouTube uh, it's this kid named Ryan and uh, well, I say kid, he's like, uh, he's 20 something, but uh, I've been following him for a while and he did a, a, a rant about this. And I actually went to the Lego store today I went to the Nespresso store to get my coffee, but I stopped in the store because I said, okay, where are my points? So I, I had to do this whole thing. And anyways, it was a, a whole convoluted thing. And I came back home and I checked, I checked out the site and wow, this is like the most, uh, un customer friendly change a company's made in a long time man and i'm a huge lego fan but this is like what are you doing <laughs> what are you do- i was so cl- the bb8 is at 103 i wanted to i wanted to get that bb8 today if i had access to my my vip points i would have got that bb8 today and i didn't get it because i wasn't able to access my vip from my phone because I had to clear the cookies on my computer for some reason. It w- I, don't, I don't know what the hell the problem was. And now there's a part of me that's like, Ugh, I don't know if I want it now. 
no, it turns you off. The whole thing sa- it, it sours your entire outlook on on the whole hobby. Completely, completely. And I, look, I'm you know, I understand, but like, you didn't need to change it. It was fine the way it was. No, you know what it is. They they somebody somebody did the math and found a way to make themselves more profitable if they do this, that, and the other. Well, they just yeah, they they figure that at this point you you'll make sure you buy something and put more whatever in your bank account in an 18 month period. So you don't just stop buying, you know, somebody ran some math somewhere to determine customers will do this, that behavior, and this will result in us with more money. That is, that is always the end result. We get more money from this. Uh, I'm, uh, so that's my, uh, my, my collecting update. That's the, <laughs> well, it takes the shine out of wanting to buy from lego.com or the or the you know the, the the vip site it just makes you want to buy wherever lego's available now see like the ha- half the fun part of going to the lego store for me was knowing that i'd be just stockpiling points but now you're making it harder for me to stockpile my points and to access them and i i mean if if i if i know i'm going to go to the store i can always call in advance and say listen okay yeah, it's cardos i'm coming Make sure that when I get there, that X, Y, and Z product is in stock so that I don't come there for nothing. Like, I, I, I could always do that. But it takes away the practicality. It takes away the, the spontaneity of, of being able to do, like, the thrill of the hunt. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, no, and it's, ugh, I, I'm, I'm really not happy about that. And I, may, I'm, I might sound like a big whiner right now and, you know. Uh, <laughs> Wham! Exactly. <laughs> and, I've got my uh, own wham moment coming up here. Oh boy! Oh Jesus! Are we, uh, is, is Neil still going to advocate for us being, uh, you know, positivity in podcasting after this, after <laughs> a dual double barreled rant here? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, it's just, it's just yeah, it's a it's a pain it's a pain in the it's a pain in the butt, and you know. It, I, I did. I did find that in store there were a lot of really good deals on some products over twenty percent, which is very rare uh, at the Lego store itself um, for some products. So it's like, yeah, it's cool, and some really good price per piece uh, on some of the. I was just obviously I was just focused on the Star Wars stuff, but like th- there were there were some good deals to be had, but it soured me. You know, I'll probably get over it in a couple of days and maybe want to go back. But like right now, it's really fresh, and for me, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not happy right now. No, I completely get you. Ambulance time for Kyle. Let's hear this. <laughs> well, no, it's just, it's just to piggyback on the point of like just an unfulfilling experience. The thrill of the hunt is just dead for me. Like this, this week I ordered. Uh, I went on to JuggernautToys.com, which is a good indie store for for canadians or i mean anybody but specifically for us where we don't have to pay ridiculous shipping fees um and i ordered wave seven of the the vintage collection which is which is uh luke from crate uh the i think it's a death star gunner a hover tank commander and r2d2 i think that's the entirety of wave seven cool the crate luke sounds cool yeah yeah it looks like it looks like a nice figure and then I, th- you know, I was thinking ahead about you know doing this recording, and when does this come out? I don't know. I actually do not know 
even though I've gone through the whole transaction, it's been ordered, I've got the confirmation email, I don't know when I'll be receiving these. Turn it on the bright side, man. Come on. It's going to be like a surprise now. You'll be like, boy, like the day you need it or expecting at least. Like, what do we have here? No, I get that. Like, one day it's going to show up on my doorstep and yay, look what I ordered three months ago that's finally here or whatever it is. But it, it just sucks. Like, the whole process, the entire thrill of the hunt thing has been completely sterilized for me. Like, it's just this now automated process of, you know, see see what I want online, just buy it, and it, and it's done. Like, my credit card number is saved. I just click a couple buttons. It's super easy. It's fine. Like, that end of it is great. But it's just such a monotonous, unfun process now. Like, I'll get what I want, which I guess ultimately is the goal. But, yeah, it's it's just, it's not fun anymore. Like, I've, I've resorted to online for everything. I, I, I've all, I have about... I don't even know. Maybe thirty something vintage vintage collection figures now, and I think I've purchased maybe five in store. The rest have been all online acquisitions, and it's just super lame, super boring as a collector. And it, yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer. But on the plus side, I did I I, I pulled the string, guys. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I, I am simultaneously happy and scared about what possibly comes next because I did dip my toe into the Marvel Legends pool. Yes! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the one set I said if I see it I will buy it and that will that's going to be the end. I'm not <laughs> that's it. It's the 80th anniversary collection uh Wolverine and Hulk. So it's it's the first comic iteration of Wolverine. Oh yeah. That's and a good one. From when he encounters Hulk and Wendigo in Incredible Hulk, I think 181, which is my white whale of a comic. But now I have the reprint of that. I've got uh, the the Let Marvel Legends coming. One day I'll, I I hope to get the actual vintage issue. But yeah, I, that's I said if I ever see that, I'm gonna I'm just gonna buy it. So also when I was on JuggernautToys.com, I I pulled the trigger. I I let it sit in my cart for actually two days, just staring at it. Before I was like, screw it, I need to do it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna miss my chance. Then somebody's gonna post a picture, and I'm gonna say, damn it, I, I should have bought it when I had the chance. So there we go. That that string has been pulled. Say a prayer for me. I hope, <laughs> I hope I don't fall down that <laughs> rabbit hole, or I'm a dead man. It's over. You should. I will. It's so fun. You're no you're like you, you saying fall down the rabbit hole is no. That doesn't help. I, right, I, I'm, I'm absolutely going to take over that. this collecting update, man. Like I picked up my, all my regular pulls, which included TMNT 95, the new, hopefully sticking around fifth Ninja Turtle, Janika. So hopefully, you know, I've already seen the prices on that one kind of jump up a bit. Happy about that. First hard, hard appearance of uh, Domino, X-Force 11. Then I received that order that I placed last week. I finally have Black Series, Ezra, and Chopper in hand super happy about that because ezra's already shot up in price on amazon and uh in that package i also ordered a cad bane exclusive the 2018 exclusive it was 10 bucks man canadian so and it came in like a, a protective packaging it was really cool then i also picked up another uh, the wee bear bears now we have all three i got those for my son 
Love that show. Do we have to go uh, into Wee Bear Bears territory on the pod? Come on, it's such a cool show. You gotta give it some, you know, some notoriety. And I, whatever, I got a giant sized Jaws Funko from the original movie. I thought that was really cool because I thought it was gonna be like, you know, $30, $40 price range, but it was like with the EB Games card, it came down to like 17 So I was like, you know what? I'm doing it, man. Jaws is iconic enough. And then I also found Professor X. Uh, Marvel Legends. I've been looking for that for a while. It's a bit of a high price point, but again, the EB Games card thing helped me out. It was already on sale, so uh, it's the last one I've seen in two provinces, so I wasn't waiting any longer on that. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Other than that, I ordered, so hopefully next week I'll have received these, but the Marvel Legends Scorpion and the Black Series Obi-Wan from Phantom Menace, as well as Mace Windu. So Looking forward to that. And I just want to say that, you know, maybe it's different just because it's Ezra and Chopper. But I mean, I'm just happy I got them, you know, like the fact that they were available online, like I kind of caught wind because of this uh, Black Series form there that I'm a part of. And it just, you know, like I saw oh, they're on Amazon. People are receiving them. Holy cow, I got to like check this out. Get online to her, you know, retail price was just fine. I don't care. And yeah, I pulled the trigger right away, man. And like I said, Ezra's already up there. So I'm like, I'm happy about it, man. And when I got them, it's like, yay. And I want to give one more thing. Props to Amazon. I know I'd said this on the Facebook page, but I mean, lately, the packaging is so spot on. Like, good sized boxes and well packaged. Bubble wrap, paper, like really well done. Like, so props to them for starting to clue into this whole collecting thing a bit. I don't know if I'd give them so much props. Maybe you just got a, a smart person on a particular shift. <laughs> I don't know if that means much, but or maybe enough people complained. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. Like that, they've finally, uh, finally they've, caught on. They've issued an edict over at Amazon's headquarters to say whenever these loser Star Wars fans show up, just pack their toys properly. <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to come back and go, "Wah." Exactly. <laughs> you well, I, bent you, my you wanna, wookie. You want to go wham for <laughs> That's a, that's a Simpsons ball. <laughs> I love it. All right, Corey, you're you're done with your collecting update. You're done. Yeah, I'm done. I don't. We don't need to talk about Frank Miller All Star or uh, no. We one sure thing. we sure don't, Corey. <laughs> we sure don't. Uh, so like we said, for those of you who don't know, uh, Corey stole Kyle's uh, Frank Miller. <laughs> no, that's not how it went down. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. It's okay. It, look, Corey, it's okay, man. You're selfish. It's all right. It's okay. Mm, Guys, like no. we said before, San Diego Comic-Con is next week. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, Lucasfilm will not have uh, a Hall H presentation there, which which means we won't get much in terms of on-screen content. But they do have a pub- – uh, Lucasfilm does have a publishing panel there, which which I'll be looking forward to breaking down with, with, with Michelle and Marie next week. So that's going to be cool. Um, I think Hasbro has a – has a panel and i think there's there's a, at least one more other collecting panel so lots to talk about uh, coming out of sdcc and for sure marvel is going to blow the doors off so we'll have quite a bit to, to touch on and think about next week but um we also learned last week that d23 that's happening uh late in august and lucasfilm will host their own pavilion there which is going to be cool because that means they're setting up for something big They've got all this Stormtrooper armor, like the evolution of of troopers in Star Wars, including the new Sith Trooper, which we'll talk about in a bit. 
but they've got a panel on Friday, August 23rd at 3.30 p.m. for The Mandalorian, where they said they'll be showing some footage. And I, I don't know if it's going to be the same footage they showed at Celebration, uh, you know, because that was only supposed to be four people at Celebration, but that footage leaked. So I, I wonder if they'll just they'll double dip. I hope not. But, I um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I really hope not because they they know that that footage leaked. So it'd be pretty lousy of them to just you know, play it out there again. Anyway, um, Favreau, John Favreau last week confirmed that season one is completely in the can and he is back writing season two right now. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. All good things on the Mandalorian front. But uh, geez, they, they, they need to kick that marketing up. Like it, it's it's making me pretty nervous that you know, they they need to they're going to be cramming in full on marketing blitz blitzes for Rise of Skywalker, The Mandalorian, and Clone Wars all at the same time. And like I'm not worried about us. Like anybody listening to this, I'm not worried about us because we know and we can take it. But just like the audience at large. Like, they're just going to get bombarded with Star Wars. Well, Either it's going to go very well, or, or people are going to go like, whoa, what the, what, what the hell is this? Stop! What's what's going on with the Clone Wars, though? Have we had confirmation as to when it's debuting? Uh, we, have, we don't know if they're staggering the schedule yet. Like, we know we're supposedly going to be getting the Mandalorian right off the bat. I think they're going to want to No, well, Mandalorian, I think, is November 12th. That's it. Like, as soon as the streaming service hits, it's it's ready for you there kind of i think that's going to be like you know the base the foundation of this whole thing at first if you're a star wars fan well even if not i think they're they're not necessarily basing it only on that which i agree with you in the sense that they should up the marketing a bit but i think it's going to be something that's uh palatable for many people who haven't necessarily experienced star wars as of yet yeah anyway um no mention of anything related to rise of skywalker at d23 but um they they left that Saturday wide open in this announcement, so I, I gotta I gotta think that Rise of Skywalker something is gonna happen at D twenty three on August twenty fourth. Anyway, so that's that for those quick little news bites. Let's talk about these cool looking Sith troopers. Hmm. So they they were re- revealed last Wednesday on the Star Wars show, and of course, fandom freaked out. Uh, you know, <laughs> which was funny because like we've been so starved over this summer so far that even something like a stormtrooper variant like sent us spiraling out of control. But uh, Carlos, what, what do you make of the look of these new new troops? Uh, first thing is uh, I felt like I needed to apologize to uh, everybody who thought that that poster was real and I thought it wasn't. Uh, I think that uh, it's clear now that. There were Sith troopers uh, in that poster. Yep. Um, and uh, so I'd like to say uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apology accepted, Captain Candido. <laughs> it's Admiral, bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, Come on, I want Nita. Come on. No. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's so my first thing was, wow, okay. And then my second one was, what does it all mean, Basil? <laughs> <laughs> so, what, where are we going? Uh, oh, no. And I started to panic. And, um, yeah, I'm like, oh, no, they bit off more than they could chew. Uh, that was my first reaction, you know, because pessimist. 
And um, uh, so, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what you guys think about it as well. Well, Corey, what do you think of the look of the clone trooper or the uh, the Sith trooper? Well, I mean, we, we had hints of it with those posters. And, you know, I, I always thought those posters were legit. Didn't know necessarily what they were. Kind of like a Crimson Tide kind of deal. Like, uh, nothing too much has changed except the name. The name, like Carlos said, kind of blows your mind a bit. Like, what the hell is going on? But the look in nature just makes them look very elite, different. Uh, they're very detailed. I like the lines. The lines, uh, like there's a lot more, I don't want to say necessarily detail, but attachments kind of. A lot more bumps and grooves in the army armor. So the, in that regard, with the lines, especially on the helmet and the legs, very Praetorian in nature. So kind of reminds me of that a bit. Uh, other than that, I just think it's kind of odd, but the look is great. I mean, they are just really, really slick. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're cool looking for sure. Like I, they, they, well, I mean, they add like a, uh, an entirely new dimension to the trooper variants in this sequel trilogy. Cause like so far I have found like stormtrooper design in this sequel trilogy, just like dreadful. Like, they have just bored me to death. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I see some, obviously there's some clone trooper in there with, in the helmet. Um, yeah. I see a lot of like detailing and, and like the, the tactical gear that's, that they have attached to the suit, like, and the profile of it, like very death trooper, which is top two or three troop designs for me. That's, that's what I was going to say. There was like, there's, there's the clone, uh, especially like the eye slits are very, uh, reminiscent of the clones. And the, yeah, the line down the nose. That line down the nose, exactly. And then there's the death trooper thing to it. So it's like, are we, you know, how, how far are we coming along with what the troopers can do? It's it's a little, yeah. I, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about it, but I'm just saying it's yeah. The, just the look at itself, it it uh, it begs a lot of questions to be asked. Yeah, for sure. And then, like Corey, you mentioned the the lines. Like they have these grooves cut into the into the armor. I didn't really notice until I started like just looking through more more pictures of, of trooper armor. But Phasma has similar, not quite the same, but she's got like grooves cut into her helmet as well. So I don't know if that tells us anything, but uh, yeah, nice to see them giving us like a little bit of eye candy on the trooper, just just things for our eyes to play with instead of just you know the the regular uh, first order. Stormtroopers, they were kind of described as if if Apple were to design a stormtrooper. Yeah. Much cleaner, very stark in design, which, whatever. I mean, they're, they're fine. I don't find them cleaner. I find them busier. There, there's, like you said, there's a lot more tactical gear. No, no, just the regular, the regular on. troop. Oh, yeah. They're from the Force Awakens. Like the, the, yeah, they're the, very the, bland. The First Order troopers are very um, rounded. Vanilla. That's insulting. Vanilla, Carlos. Insulting. <laughs> it's insulting to Finn. I'm just saying. You know what I'm talking about, fool. Anyway, uh, the name. I mean, so okay, so I guess it, we should be fair. Um, this we'll talk about the name Sith Troopers. We'll get into the their role and what we think their role might be, their function, uh, and it will contain some potential spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. So. Uh, maybe step away for a few minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes. If if you're looking to go into Rise of Skywalker, totally spoil-free. Um, 
yeah, like okay, we talked about the look. That's great. Um, but I, obviously, what got people really revved up was the name. Mm-hmm. So, Corey, what what do you think of these guys being called Sith Troopers? I don't know, man. I, I think it's really odd, like very, very odd. I don't know. After thinking about it, man, like I thought about it over the weekend. I think I had some kind of pretty cool ideas late last night that it kind of just eluded me today. <laughs> but either way, like I, I, I really thought that we were straying. If we had more time, I would like to get it deeper into that. But I think everybody at this point, three and a half years I into know podcast, how it is. everybody like knows. Midnight. It was like midnight. I was thinking about it. And sure. I just didn't write it down, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, I thought we were kind of straying away from that. But, you know, we still have the Jedi. Ray se- seems to be into the Jedi mode. Like, that's what she wants to be or that's what she is. So why not bring the Snoke, uh, the Sith back? Like, it makes total sense to me. Like, maybe Snoke was the one that tried to teach Kylo, like, a new way in the Force. It wasn't so much necessarily a Sith. And Kylo, granted, he has turned to the dark side and, you know, super associated with that whole Sith thing. But they've never expressed himself like that. But now him being the top dog, maybe it's a possibility for him to or it's possible for him to express himself however he wants, you know, and or try to convince himself of something saying, you know, well, the Sith are the way. But I don't know, like, are these guys force sensitive? You know, like even if it's just a little bit, you know, I I don't know. Like what makes them different? Is it that they're kind of like uh Snoke's Praetorian guard on steroids, you know, like just total show of strength from Kylo, just going over the overboard and over the top or are they like super devoted and extreme and super elite? I, I don't know, man. There, there's so much to, to think about in this. Like, it makes me almost think that Palpatine, somehow, I, I don't know the connection, but Sith, Palpatine, him, somehow we know he's somehow connected to this film. We don't know in what regard, but the Sith kind of makes sense to me, like in that, like some kind of connection there. So, I don't know. There's just a lot going on. But I think it really is in the long run. They got to be another faction of Kylo, which is kind of odd though, because Kylo has his Knights of Ren, right? But maybe he wants this uh, elite troop force to, I don't know, maybe hunt down Rey. Maybe. Maybe. Carlos, what, what's your take on these guys? My take is they have absolutely nothing to do with Kylo Ren. I think that uh, this might be an offshoot of, oper- of, of Operation Cinder. Uh, I think that they're there's no mistaking the fact that the helmet design is of the clones. So they're definitely cloned from, and my impression is that they're cloned from Palpatine himself. Ooh. What if they're Um, all Matt Smith under there? Sure. That's cool. I guess. I don't know. They're clones (laughs) of Palpatine. I think, I think Palpatine, um, when, Palpatine was a a believer in the rule of two, but uh, in the case of his death, um, maybe wanted to bring back. Because remember, Palpatine created the clone army itself, the original one. So Mm -hmm. it would make sense that as a contingency, he would have clones ready after Return of the Jedi, 
which is a nice 30-year period for these clones to become mature without the accelerated growth, uh, for uh, him to have an army. And I think that's where we get General Pride. Mm. Or uh, Allegiant General Pride. Yeah, and like Nathan, Nathan mentioned that maybe these, these Sith troopers are somehow connected to Pride. Absolutely, absolutely. For me, it's it's inevitable because what Kylo says is "Let the past die." The Sith, the Jedi. Yeah, he, he he's not he he's not controlling them. So he's gonna have the Knights of Ren. The Knights of Ren are either gonna turn on Kylo and join the Sith clones and join uh, Legion General Pride, or they're gonna stand behind Kylo. But there's gonna be that's where the conflict is gonna rise in between, and I think that's where Kylo turns. Well, that's what doesn't make sense, though. Like, the whole Force user thing, like, why would... You know what I mean? Like, Kylo has to be at the center of that whole thing. Like, if they're going to use the word Sith. No, he's not a Sith. He says it himself. Yeah, but things change. This is Kylo Ren we're talking about here. Like, at this point, maybe he's... I I honestly feel that he's going to be trying to embrace that. Like, he's always been so reluctant to accept who he is and all that. And he's still fighting the light in him, you know, like, but he just wants to make himself evil. Like now he's like, I'm going to put this goddamn mask back on and I'm going to be a goddamn Sith. You know what I mean? It'd I'm be gonna, weird, though. It'd be hold. weird to, to make that fit where at the at the end of The Last Jedi, he's kind of swearing off the Sith, saying that we're going to let them die. Yeah, but his plan then... backfires like Bray's like, no. Like, no, it's just, it's just weird, though, that when we pick him up in The Rise of Skywalker, now suddenly he's like, yeah, I'm, I decided to... Uh... Bring back the Sith. I, I I was speaking out of my rear end before. Like uh, trying to convince Ray that whole whole thing backfired. Maybe he's feeling like this is the right way. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think that's where that's where the door opens for him to redeem himself. Yeah, that's that's it's really possible. I mean, like <laughs> there's no doubt. Like Sith is a is a weird thing to call a stormtrooper. I, I I'll be honest. I was I I was flabbergasted when i heard it because it's like you're giving a lot away here we are like this is well no it gives us nothing we'll just we're all like look at us man we're just spinning in circles man like clones of palpatine and like it's crazy speculation we have i have no clue what this can mean today what day is it today today's the 14th of july You, you can mark my words i'm marking them down right now yeah mark them down baby july 14th Carlos stuck foot in mouth. <laughs> what's, uh, funny, what's funny about these guys is that news of these red troopers goes go back to late 2018. Mm-hmm. That was when these things were first sort of mentioned. But in February of this year, uh, MSW reported that they were called Sith troopers. Yeah, which, I think we laughed. We laughed about it. Right? I don't even think we talked about it. I remember seeing the report, I, which I is why, it. which is why I dug it up. We didn't talk about it, that's for sure. No, this is a report that, like, I, I put it into the Facebook group, and like, again, Nathan was saying, like, I totally missed this. Nathan doesn't miss anything, and he's like, I totally didn't see this. It just, this is something that really went under the radar for the most part. I caught it, I paid no attention to it, but I, it, it's stuck in the back of my mind, which is why I went right back to MSW and picked and, and dug that story back up. Anyway. Um, they reported in that piece, in the February piece, that, that these troopers report exclusively to Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. Yeah, mm. that's what I was kind of figuring. It, which, 
it's weird to me because, like you said, Kylo isn't a Sith. And he's, we he's, don't know that anymore, though. Come on, I mean, so many things have changed. It's Kylo Ren. This guy's, I know, so but it just it's stable. I don't know how they go from him not being a Sith to now he is a Sith. Like somehow in the year, two years between two films, he's changed his mind. Now he's Sith. It just now he's weird. He's top dog. He's top dog. He's at the top of the food chain. He's the only like force user with that kind of degree of power. I don't know, but, he, but he was when he swore them off too. When he wow, yeah, but that's because he wanted Ray on his side. Like if him and her were to have run off into the sunset, maybe that could have been a possibility, you know, to forget it all and whatever. But I mean, look, know, Ray was they, not down with that. Unless, unless they they flesh that out in, in, in a comic leading up to Rise of Skywalker or in a book that, yeah, now that I'm top dog, well, let me just dive into this here and let's. I'm going to consult with my grandfather some more. And yeah, you know what. Let's let's bring back the Sith. Maybe he does that. I don't know, but well, I, I think a big part of Episode Nine is <clears throat> gonna be getting the audience associated and wrapping their head around Kylo head, uh, Kylo Ren's head. You know what I mean? Like that that has to be established very early on. I would think. Like, where is he at? What's his status? Is he below or above? Is he being, uh, you know, Legion General Price, Price or Pride, whatever? Like, what's going on? What's the dynamic now? Do people ridicule and laugh at him? Or is he, like, feared and respected? You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be a big question to me. But but something about what Carlos was touching about, about Palpatine, I, I think there is some kind of connection here, too. And when I kind of started thinking about things, the, the thing my mind went to was this imbalance in the Force and the fact that, uh, you know, seems to seem to be skewed to the dark side at the moment so maybe that is helping uh, palpatine in some sense like maybe he's able to feed off all this uh, excess dark side energy or whatever it is if everything's imbalanced right like maybe this is helping him to his ends which we don't know what they are i no, don't know i, no, I kind of uh, like what carlos said though is, is or at least alluded to um, I, I think it would be almost kind of cool if they were clones of Palpatine, but like, or like vessels prepared for the resurrection of Palpatine, just like an army of bodies that the, the spirit of Palpatine could inhabit. I think that, I don't know. that could be kind of cool. It just sounds so out there to me. I wouldn't, uh, like... I wouldn't deny clones, but a, a clone of Palpatine himself, like that, that to me is just, I don't know. Uh, he's too powerful. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be really, it could get weird. I mean, it, I'm not saying I want this. I'm saying I could, I can imagine it, but it, it, it seems kind of Palpatine-ish to me. If he had a clone of himself that, like if, if Palpatine Prime, if his spirit was still out there and he had a flesh and butt blood clone of himself and... Palpatine Prime inhabits that body. There's no... It's Palpatine. I can see that happening. I don't know if I like it, but I can see it. Star Wars mirrors itself. So it would only make sense that if Palpatine created the clone army, that he would set up another army using clone technology. Kylo Ren actually says it in The Force Awakens. Yeah, they re- they do reference 
clone armies. And I mean that, and that is a big callback. If if they bring clones back into this, you know, we're all we're all wondering how are they going to work in all bits and pieces of of the previous eight films into this one. If you brought clones and battle droids as a part of it, that's that's a that goes a long way in bringing things full circle. Bah. Filoni ended the Clone Wars, man. Come on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, J.J. Abrams is going to really hold himself to that. I don't know. Wow. I, I, I see something coming with these guys. Don't get me wrong. There's something about them, but... Okay, let me ask you guys this. Do you think these guys... Because I don't see a Force user using these instruments of brutality like that. They would have more elegant weapons, which is what we say also of the Knights of Ren. So we don't necessarily know that. But at the same time, uh, trooper force users, I just find it really odd. Are but, they going to be look, as let's bad be as honest. shot? Like, do you really think they just hit that a target? These guys aren't I, – I doubt these guys will even be referenced as Sith troopers in the movie. We won't hear the name Sith troopers. I doubt it. I would think so. You would think you'll hear that? Bring me my yeah. Sith Troopers. Yeah. Have you ever heard Absolutely. Snow Troopers? Or have you heard them referred to as Death Troopers? Or Shore Troopers? Or Range Troopers? You've never well, I think heard this that. Is so, I think this name in particular is just so... It's not like part of the elements. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's important. Like, they would have to mention it at one point, I would think. I don't think they do. I mean, maybe they do. It can't just be like, okay, here's your red trooper. Give me these troopers. And you don't hear a thing about it the whole movie. I think they're just going to be there. I think they're just going to be there. Really? That would be the saddest thing to me. That would just be the ultimate marketing ploy. Like we've already seen the the onslaught of, you know, tiki glasses to t-shirts and costumes. Like these things, they're, they're marketing them hard. This is going to be a big deal, man. And I honestly think with a name like Sith, they're get, they have some explaining to do. Eh. You're telling me you're not going to buy it, Corey, no matter what they do. I want that uh, exclusive for sure, man. It's a, such a sweet trooper, man. It's almost like that Canadian. Oh, but uh, wh- whether they explain it properly or not, you're still going to get it. it. No, I don't necessarily say I'll love it. Like with a name like Sith. To me personally, I would like some kind of explanation. You can't just have these red troopers and okay, they're in the movie. You never heard hear the word Sith or and or their importance or what it, what it all means. I think that would be kind of lame. I think that'd just be like a a real cop out. <laughs> Sounds like someone's getting their checklist out. Whatever, I'm just saying, man. Like you have a red trooper they call the Sith troopers. And you're not going to mention their name and you're not going to say anything about them and they're just different and they hang out with the other regular guys, but maybe they can actually hit a target or two. Like, something's got to stand out. Something's got to be different. I mean, they're on the poster. They sure are. I'm just, I, I just say, like, think back to whenever you heard a particular squadron or thing referred to by that name in the movie. Almost no, never. You're right. I I'll give that to you, but like I said, my opinion, I, I would I would I would bet on this. 
Like, I, I, if, if I had known, if I had known, I would have put that question into the uh, episode oh, nine for quiz sure. we did. Definitely. I was just going to say this, the same thing. Oh, we could have asked, are, are they force sensitive? Are they Palpatine clones? Will they be referred to as Sith troopers in the movie? We could have got some good mileage just out of that. But anyway. I would have we... flushed the Palpatine clone thing, but. <laughs> I, no, you wouldn't have. Anyway, um, pretty cool. I'm excited. They, uh, they, at least there's some promise there for, for an interesting wrinkle in the Rise of Skywalker, among the many that I'm sure we'll get. Yeah, it's just another adversary, man. It's crazy. Add to the list. Like, that's the thing. Like, Ryan was trying to avoid almost like a, almost like a convolution of things, just in the sense that, you know, we have the Knights of Ren. We want to know a lot about them. We want to know what's going on with them. Now, these guys, too, it's like, Oh man, like what's going on with these guys now too? Well, this this movie, look, it's this is gonna have to be close to three hours. Like it has to be if if they're gonna work in Sith troopers and Knights of Ren, and like I, th- I think in that MSW report they also kind of mentioned that uh, the First Order has sort of absorbed all kinds of other planetary defense forces and mercenary groups. So like they've got everybody on their side versus. What for the resistance? I, I I don't know, but it sounds like force, it's, man. Well, yeah, it just, it just sounds like things are so skewed in one direction, which I guess you could expect for the finale. But there's just there's a lot. Either there's going to be no explanation to this stuff, or if they do delve into these explanations, the movie is going to be so long, which I'm here for. No problem. Yeah, <laughs> but I I don't want. I don't need the movie doesn't need to be slowed down so that we can learn where the Sith troopers come from. That's not important. It's 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 fine to put into a comic book, which I'm sure they'll do. I'm sure there's going to be a five part miniseries at some point about these Sith troopers. Oh yeah, explain all you want. We might even we might even start learning about them in the Mandalorian. I I I disagree, man. Like I I don't want no five minute rant on where they came from either, but. There's definitely got to be some kind of explanation as to what their purpose is or where they came from to me. It doesn't have to be five minutes. Just be quick, short, and sweet. People what said they that, do, yeah, but people said that about Snoke, too. You gotta, oh, I don't know, okay. man. He's, he's the leader of the First Order. You got to tell me where he comes from, how he's so powerful. No, you don't. Hey, they totally re- got away yeah, with they it. They don't. Yeah, but they, they've also said that they plan on kind of revealing more about that in the future. In a comic. That's fine. <laughs> Which is what I'm saying. Like, they'll tell us about these red troops. I doubt it's going to be in the movie. I highly doubt it will be in the don't movie. Don't get me wrong. I don't want detail, but there's got to be some kind of like, at least indication as to who and what they are and what they do and what differentiates them anyhow. I think it's a show don't tell type thing. That could work. Maybe like if, like I said, they're hitting bullseyes all the time and the other guys are just still firing willy-nilly. Yeah, it, it, if, if, they're, if they're portrayed as actually being lethal this time, then we know that, okay, these guys are serious and they, they live up to the Sith Trooper name. If they respond to Kylo Ren in a way that you, you never see troopers respond before, you start to get some, some context as to who they are and, and what makes them tick, but I doubt you'll hear, oh, they were hatched in a cloning facility on this planet and they serve this master. I don't know. What, what I ultimately see it is as ultimately, like my head cannon is kind of leaning toward. It's just 
a show of strength for Kylo. Like, it's just him going over the top, like, kind of just not knowing what to do. Like, what can I do? Like, I need to, like, scare people and intimidate. And just having these kind of support systems just boasts, like, uh, boosts his ego, you know? I wonder if he takes... I think we can all halfway expect Kylo to turn at some point and, and, and be on a, a path to redemption. I wonder if he takes the Sith troopers with him into the light side and they become part of the force that fights for the good guys. Because if you had Team White and Team Red, suddenly you know who to root for. That's it. If they were totally subservient to him, you know? Yeah. Like, and if they were clones, right? If they were somehow yeah, like, a cloned force, now that, that's another way to bring the trilogy full circle because we rooted for the clones at the beginning. Like, Kylo knows best! And we, we, we rooted for the guys who looked like stormtroopers. The guys who we knew were eventually going to turn bad. We were still cheering for them because they were Republic and that's that's what I'm supposed to be doing as an audience member at this point. Maybe that comes back around and it mirrors itself and... The, the, the Red Troopers are actually clones, and we're going to be rooting for those guys. That would be kind of cool. But anyway, let's put those guys away from now. I'm sure we'll hear more about them before Rise of Skywalker comes out. Uh, for now, just, let's take a quick detour here and discuss this thing that I came across last week, a, a piece on Inverse that highlighted uh, a post on Reddit, which I'm always leery of, but I thought this was interesting enough. Uh, it's about the idea of the Falcon possibly going underwater in the rise of skywalker hate it that's <laughs> because it carlos what, what's your initial reaction what goes through your brain when you think about the falcon being underwater jj abrams star trek into darkness he already did it the enterprise went underwater right the enterprise went underwater at the beginning of star trek into dark into darkness i saw it right away and and i'm like oh why oh god and it scares me because it's like, why are you rehashing stuff from other franchises to put into this franchise that you, you, you should be coming up with new stuff? And it's it's all rehash stuff. So I'm like, we're going to get a Force Ghost Jamboree. That's what I got from this. We're getting a Force Ghost Jamboree, and I'm not happy. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think of that, but now that it's absolutely like right off the top of the film, the Enterprise crashes into the ocean, right? No, it's hide, no, it's hiding. It's hiding under the under the water. Yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. They're they observing. Yeah, they submerge themselves. Yeah, because there's that volcano that could destroy that whole civilization, and uh, Kirk wants to save them uh, by freezing the volcano. And they come out of the water. Uh, he he breaks the prime directive to come out of the water to save Spock. Okay, yes, I'm a nerd. Everybody knows, and. Um, and he gets reprimanded for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, that's cool though. I mean, I didn't, I totally didn't think of that. that. Abrams has already explored the idea of putting a ship that we only thought goes in no atmosphere to underwater. That's really interesting. Uh, Corey, what what jumped into your brain? Well, the first thing when I read the article <clears throat> that you had sent over to me, I was like this sounds familiar. Like what is going on here? Like something about this sounds familiar. Like I know it didn't happen. Like, am I missing something? And you know, the more I read, I was like, Oh, of course it was in the force awakens concept art. Mm -hmm. And right away, I, I, I didn't know how to feel about it. To be honest, I'm not a big fan. 
Like at this point, I think we would have heard something about ships being able to do this. Granted, the I've thought about it. The only ship we've really ever seen do something like this, and it's a completely different thing, is the Colossus from Resistance. It's this incredibly big platform city ship, whatever you want to call it. And it was able to be submerged, which I thought was it kind of blew my mind the first time I saw it. I thought it was really cool. But something like the Falcon, like, I don't know. They've set precedence before in like the Phantom Menace with, you know, the uh, the core and all that, you know, the planet core and the special ship. And I don't know, man, like you think you would have seen at least one of these ships at one point diving in and out of the water at during an attack sequence it would be really cool to see on screen granted it's the falcon whatever it could probably do it but at least maybe some kind of talk of it somehow being retrofitted to be amphibious you know what i mean like but nothing to just see it do it i think would be really odd like when you see a ship hit waterman it's usually like game over i guess it depends on how they do it it got hit by asteroids. Like I, I think it could survive water. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> no. If it's got to be pressure tight, you're right. If it can survive the vacuum of space, it should be able to survive underwater to a certain depth. But, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's... propulsion, all that stuff. It all doesn't seem like it would work underwater. Like, ah, don't think, don't, walk, don't you, overthink that. If if that's you, you can walk, thing. you can walk through watery bubbles. From underwater into underground, an underwater city through like this thing. But like I said, if you there's could, been if nine you could... movies, man. You think you would have had a hint of that, at least a little touch, a taste of something like that happening. Can we stop like, considering Lu- this science fiction, please? Because there, what about no Lu- Luke's, behind it. What about Luke's X-Wing in the swamp? You know what I mean? Like, why don't you just kind of be like, okay, I'm going to like uh, three-point turn this baby out of here. Like. He's like, no, like my engine's done in the water. He didn't say his engine was done. He just said, how is he going to get it out? Yeah, but I mean, had he been able to start it and like move it around in the water? like He was he... a farmer. <laughs> he has no <laughs> idea how to do anything. He just what does kind of talk is that? things. But he's a pilot primarily. Like he's always been prided himself on that. Like he would know, like his ship was toast. Like if he didn't get it out, he couldn't get it started. And like I'm saying, you know, if he could have started in water, at least he could have done something maybe to move it a bit. He grew up on a sand planet. He had no idea what a swamp was. (laughs) That's just silly talk. At that point, by that point, he had been three years in the rebellion. Corey, Corey. Yes, it is silly talk. Absolutely. (laughs) Star Wars is silly. Are we just realizing this? (laughs) No, but I mean, at that point, at this point, Luke's been a bit traveled by empire it's not like it happened right after a new hope and he he's seen things but the, the fact of the matter is he's always known his way around a ship the ship crashes in a swamp in water and you know it's somewhat similar technology i would think to what the falcon is but he was like look it's toast man unless we can somehow get a crane in here or use the force like we're screwed so well, i mean not I all know. ships are built equal one is no, meant right. for space combat and the Falcon is this thing unto itself, clearly. Yep. Yep. I mean, like, I, I, for me, like, I'm one. I think I've mentioned this before, but 
I am 100% convinced that the single biggest reason why Abrams can take on the reins of, of The Rise of Skywalker and deliver a finished film within two years is because he's going to recycle concepts that he developed during his, his time on TFA. And we like by now, I think we can mostly agree the poster that leaked that we that we spoke about. It's a real it's a real thing. The th- the assets that are on it are real from the movie. And so on that poster, we see uh, TIE fighter designs from TFA being brought back into Rise of Skywalker. He's, he's reusing Carrie Fisher footage like this. This movie is going to be full of elements that have already existed for years. Yeah, but why not? At the same time, like Pablo Hidalgo has gone on record as saying something along the lines of, you know, all the stuff that we think about and how we have thought about in the past, including legend stuff, it's all in our archives. Like we've thought about it, it's been documented. We might not necessarily use it, but it can always be reused, and it usually does get reused, like you said. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. So like when JJ goes, if they when they ask him, say, can you do you want to do Rise of Skywalker? And I, part of the his thought process, I'm sure, was, you know, I've got two years to do this. What? Am, how am I going to do this? I, part of it, for me, I think, is saving a huge amount of time on you know, pre-production and, and just taking a lot of the stuff that they, they designed under Colin Trevorrow's time, but also things that he had used and, and ideas that they had come up with during his time. He's, he's redoing the whole story, so instead of conjuring up an entire new thing, well, here's a, here's a concept that I had. It can slot in nicely here. And underwater Falcon is one of those things. And, you know, it is no doubt a wacky thing, but like, again, like we've, we've seen it. We saw the Falcon underwater in the TFA book, searching the death star two wreckage, right? Like the death star two part of it is, is deposited in the ocean on Endor and Doug Chang, who's pretty much the, the top artist at Lucasfilm now, uh, the, the caption on that page in the book says, part of the journey of the story is that they take the Falcon, go underwater, and find the Emperor's Tower. The Falcon is watertight yep. because it's airtight, so it can go underwater, right? And so, you know, with Palpatine coming back in Rise of Skywalker, and the, the concept art specifically showing the Falcon looking for Palpatine's tower... I mean, there's, it's pretty simple or pretty easy to connect dots here and think that this could quite possibly happen. But on the flip no, side, that, it, sorry, go. Well, I was gonna say on the flip side, sometimes concept art is just that. Like, oftentimes, like the the artists are just given time and space to go nuts with ideas, just like just blue sky a bunch of scenarios and, and situations, and maybe something sticks. Most stuff probably gets dumped out or archived, but once in a while, maybe something hangs around. And you know, something it, like this almost leads me to believe that uh, I don't know, like almost like George had his hand in it, like this whole Endor coming back around Emperor thing with the Falcon, like you'd said, like the the concept art. Like I almost feel like it's recycled Lucas ideas for some reason. Oh, well, maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe it is. But like, it, it also kind of makes sense. Like in this final movie of the Skywalker saga, I think they they're gonna want to surprise us in a lot of ways. Like we've seen the Falcon do it all at this point, except this. 
And now you can bring the Falcon in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You don't think you'd see a, 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 a like a bath, a submergible bath toy Falcon at some point? Absolutely of you would. Of course. Okay, so let, let's let's throw this out here. Uh, Corey, yes or no? Is this going to happen? Are we going to see an underwater Falcon in Rise of Skywalker? Uh, you know what? With, like you said, the concept art, this rumor, I'd say it's a 60-40 yes, and I say it's about a 60-40 that I don't like it. That's some effective hedging. What do you think, Carlos? Uh, Well, I mean, it's so far everything that we've been getting, we're getting more and more breadcrumbs as to the validity of of the stuff. Like we just talked about the Sith Troopers and and the poster and everybody's like, nah. And then it's like, okay, well, I guess uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 70-30, yes. Yeah, and like it bears repeating, this is this is not a report or a rumor of something that's happening. This is just a redditor who brought something up and, and threw this up on Reddit. It's been picked up a little bit. And frankly, I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I didn't bring this up sooner because I I was always kind of fascinated with that picture. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going like ninety percent yes. I'm gonna say this is gonna happen. Like like I said, in a, in a movie bound to be full of surprises. I think one of the things that could be done is have the Falcon sort of in that moment just show us, give us one more trick up its sleeve and take us underwater. If it comes out of the water and an indigenous species draws the Falcon on the ground with a stick, I'm out. I'm gone. (laughs) I'm walking out of the theater. It's over. Over! But you know what this also does? Um, those Vanity Fair pictures where we see Kylo and Rey fighting. Most people, including us, we all said, "Yeah, that's that's them fighting on Death Star too." But there was a like there was a bunch of people who said, "Well, maybe they're fighting on top of the Falcon." There's that too, yeah. And that's possible. Ah, nah, it's the Death Star too. It, maybe it is the Falcon. If the Falcon's going to take a dip, why not? Why couldn't that that be the fal- the surface surface of the Falcon as well? Yeah, then then it would be like stranded in water, just floating there. Who knows the circumstances, right? Like we don't know anything about why it would go underwater, other than assuming it's to to scour the Death Star wreckage, which but, which uh, is there, uh, right? It's in the trailer. I'll get. I'll, let's take a bet on this, almost. Okay, so if the Falcon does go underwater. How many problems is it going to have in the sense that like for sure, 100% in my mind, they will be taking on water. <laughs> like there's no way it's not going to be a complete panic. Like, I know, I know. Like it's missing ah, panels. Like water here. It's like the, it's missing panels. It's crazy. It's not like uh, Lando's Falcon. Uh, it's it's. Yeah, this thing is banged up. It's a mess, man. It's absolutely banged up to hell. Uh, I say bring it on. What the hell? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, you guys out there, let us know what you think. Do you want to see Underwater Falcon? Chime in, let us know. All right, uh, we we love getting our listeners involved. So if you want to uh, throw us a question, uh, a theory, some speculation, you can send all your thoughts by email to tumblingsaber at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Facebook, and we'll include them in an upcoming podcast. This week, we've got a couple of questions before we close out the, sh- the show. 
First one here is a voicemail from our good friend Rick, huge supporter of not just this podcast, other uh, Commonwealth podcasts, but of all Star Wars fandom. He Rick is hugely involved with so many podcasts. Rick's a great dude. So let's check in with Rick's voicemail. Hey, Tumbling Saber crew. It is Rick, and uh, it's been a while since I've dropped a line to you guys, and we're halfway through the year. We've had celebration and a couple of announcements, books and comics and cartoons and all that fun stuff, and we know what's coming for the rest of the year. But as we are just past the midpoint of the year, um, I want to know from you guys, of all of the content we've gotten so far in the first six and a half months or so of the year, uh, what's been your favorite? You know, we've had a stack of comic books. We've had a stack of novels, um, the Galaxy of Adventures cartoons, or shorts, um, even the little facts that they've been giving us on the Star Wars Kids thing. Um, you know, and I'm going to throw in uh, toy stuff too. You know, any new Black Series figures or Carlos for you, you know, some new Lego stuff. What's been hot for you guys this year? What's been the one thing that's been like, they really nailed uh, this thing this year. Um, so uh, <clears throat> with that, I will leave you guys to answer my question. And I hope to talk to you guys soon. May that force be with you. Cheers. All right, Rick. Thank you, sir. This is a, a great question. I'm, I think I want to expand it a bit, Carlos. I, I, I think I want to talk about, like Rick said, the, the single biggest thing the most our favorite piece of star wars as a whole for 2019 but let's let's break it out let's um let's let's make it like our favorite piece of star wars content then our favorite piece of merch and then um like maybe your favorite star wars experience so far if you if you have one of 2019 uh so let's go with um piece of star wars content first my favorite piece of Star Wars content uh, from 2019. Oh boy, that's uh, that's tough. We haven't really got much. Like, I mean, uh, besides, uh, okay, let's call it uh, Vader, the the Vader comic. The end of that run, I think, was um, when did that? That was February. That was March. Ooh, good question. I don't know if that was end of last year. Or was, did that spill into 2019? I feel like, I don't know. Actually, I have no idea. I'm going to call it uh, February of, of 2019. Uh, that's that's what I think. Well, I mean, if you took it in in 2019, then there you go. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I think for me, it would be uh, Castle Vader. It would be that... Uh, the, the Char- that you're, talking, be you're talking about the Charles Soule run? Yeah, the, uh, Fortress Vader. I think that's what the, that whole... That whole run, that beauty, that beauty, beauty run. So, so good, man. It was so good. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I was going to say, like, mine's probably a a weak answer in terms of my favorite piece of Star Wars canonical content. But, like, very simply for me, it's Star Wars issue 68. It's the start of a new arc. Uh, from a brand new creative team, it's it's uh, being written by Greg Pak and drawn by Phil Noto, who I I love. And like the, the last two and a half years or so, like I've been so bummed out by the main title and the the Uncanny Valley art with regards to mm. Han and Leia and Luke. Like it's it's taken me out of every single issue and just made 
like just some good stories that were told that got sullied to me by some really atrocious art, really bad art, just for those three characters and their faces. Uh, so that when I read Star Wars uh, issue 68 last week, it was probably the closest to like tears of joy that I've had <laughs> over a comic because his work is so good. It's it's the, the characters are clearly identifiable without having that creepy uncanny valley vibe. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm really happy to be excited about, uh, about the main title again. Cause like now, now I have nothing to complain about. Greg Pak's a good writer. Phil Noto is an excellent penciler. Uh, so for me, like it's, and, it, and, and they're hitting empire strikes back. Like, it, it everything just works for me with this, so I I am thrilled. Um, we'll we'll check when with Corey if if and when he's back. <laughs> but what about your favorite piece of Star Wars merch for the year? Oh uh, boy, I would have to say probably uh, would be the uh, Lego Star Wars twentieth edition twentieth uh, anniversary uh, Slave One would probably be. Uh, my the highlight of 2019 so far. Um, there are some uh, some other things that I that I like. I mean, I'll be honest. I really really like the hyper real Vader uh, uh, from the uh, the Hasbro. Um, yeah, I mean we've only seen images so far, right? And they keep pushing yeah. back the release of that. No, I, but I mean, I really, really like that, and I mean, I, I'm I'm afraid to j- jump on those because then it's like, uh, you know, collect them all. Um, but uh, as far as the Lego goes, it would be the Slave One, uh, followed behind by the um, by the Tanta V4. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm I I think that my favorite piece is coming later this year. I I, I don't think I have seen it yet. I'm on the same page. I mean, yeah, there. that's that's always uh, that's that's, that's, that's extremely fair to say at this point. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on how much you've picked up. Like for me, my my favorite merch of the year to this point has been, is my uh, Lego Kylo Ren Interceptor. That's I think easily my my favorite piece of this year. Okay, that's what you mean. What you col- something that you collected in? No, for me, anything really. Like I, I was like. No, something yeah, something allowed. we picked up in no, something that we picked up over the course of, of the first seven months of, of twenty nineteen. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's a little different then. Because I didn't get the uh, the slave one yet. I say yet, because I know I will, but hmm, it's a little different. I mean if you if you have nothing, if you have no merchant, you're like, Yeah, I feel very strongly about this, then you can tap out on that section. Yeah, I guess we can do that. <laughs> I guess we'll tap out on 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 that. Uh, haven't? Uh, yeah, I've been collecting points. No, it's not going no, no, no. We got our negativity <laughs> no. out before. Like I, 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 you know, I made I've made huge strides in my 40th anniversary collection. I'm I'm right at the doorstep with R2. Then I'm done with the 40th anniversary set. Um, but yeah, I think my my Kylo Ren. It was a gift from from the wife and kids for my birthday. It was a fun build. It's a it's a great looking ship. It's a, it's, it's fantastic. So that is, that is easy. Number one for me. Uh, Corey, what do you got? I can't believe you didn't say AP five. That was a Christmas gift. Wasn't it? 
I can't even remember now. I hate you. <laughs> I don't know. The, uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man comic was my birthday gift. Oh, you're right. Which you're right. means AP5 right. rendering your argument and retort and snarkiness. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> Me? Oh, I was right. <laughs> what if, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, uh, honestly, at this point, I'm really, it's just, I'm still super high from this weekend. <laughs> off, uh, I was going to say, stop yeah. right there, Corey. With the Ezra and the chopper, I'm riding high on it still, man. Like, I was the one thing I said in 2019. I said, if I do not get both of these guys, I'm going to be extremely upset. You know, like, there's an Afra six inch. That's cool. I got an exclusive on that. I also have the vintage. So, you know, like, I want it, but nothing like these guys. Like, to, for Chopper to have his own six inch, that was really huge for me. Totally loved it, and I I love and adore Ezra. So to have both of them in my possession is pretty sweet. I finally got a Maul and a Palpatine as well. Like that was about two three weeks ago. The boxes are in absolutely horrible condition, but hey, it is what it is. You know, like I have them for now. I can always trade up eventually if I really want. Th- those are pretty big. Like those have been on my list a really long time. Uh, other than that, just you know, I'm. 100% there's not one comic I have missed yet in 2019 from Star Wars like I'm the the Star Wars comic I'm not up to date on whatsoever uh Afra I'm probably like 10 issues still behind but I have them all but all the one shots of like Age of Republic Age of Rebellion all that stuff like I'm 100% caught up on and it's been a lot of fun like there's been some pretty cool issues along with some pretty bad ones. But yeah, definitely uh, that stuff has been scratching the itch. Yeah, I mean, it was, I guess it was pretty predictable that on the week that you've mentioned picking up Ezra and Chopper, that that would be your number one. But you know, I mean, come on. Like, Ezra's my boy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Obviously. And Chopper is, I mean, it's just so sweet. We just need Zeb now for the entire Ghost crew. I, I don't know why Zeb is just so MIA out there in merch. It's weird. Yeah, it's, he would be such a cool figure too. Like, I think it's almost too detailed to make. Like, this is going to cost us too much for the... The mold? Yeah, the mold and, you know, supply and demand. Like, they're going to be like, oh, we're not going to make our money back. But it has to be done at this point. Come on. Like, that's just, like, blatantly racist kind of. Yeah, no, they they, they got to do a Zeb, and I'm sure they will at some point. Maybe maybe they'll make him an exclusive. Zeb sucks. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, so uh, Carlos, do you have a top Star Wars experience so far of 2019? Well, no, the Rise of Skywalker trailer. He's easily watching that trailer, that Ray jump. Um, this is like a Christmas in July type of review. Like we're going to come back in December and all our answers are going to be completely different. No doubt. Uh, so, um, yeah, but so far it has to be that, that trailer seeing that trailer the first time was like, Oh boy. Yeah. Like that's, it's my number one as well. Surprise, surprise, but just like just those final 15 seconds. That's all it took. Right. I mean, as as amazing as the first 40 seconds were with Ray, those final 15 seconds where it's like your brain just kind of jammed up and you couldn't process what you just heard 
with with the Palpatine cackle. It's like, w- wait a second, w- what's happening? What? Exactly. Like just while the, like the Rubik's cube in your brain clicks into place, like just that 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 process going on in your head. Like I won't forget that. That that's. Yeah, that's for sure number one for me for my Star Wars experience of 2019. Corey, what about you? I'd have to agree with you guys there, but not necessarily only for the Palpatine thing. Like that just kind of like, like you said, just got the hamster wheel spinning and down the rabbit hole, man. Like you're just like, what, what, what is going on? But not only that, the title, the title absolutely still to this day knocks my socks off. I absolutely love it. I don't know why, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm just so eager to find out what it could mean. For sure. Like, I, I think it's so great. So just to see that, you know, when the title kind of pans out from the center screen and just slowly expands, what is it? What is it? Is it flipping? Is it just, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, and it's there. That was that was great. And the Mandalorian was pretty up there as well. Like I wanted to get something from that as well. Oh, wait, I, anti- I, I want to amend mine. <laughs> I want to find, say finding out that old Billy Beer Nuts is in the Mandalorian. <laughs> finding out Good Bill Burr is in the Mando. That that was a pure joy moment for me. The, the, you know, I have to say the, the, the still that we did see of him, that small shot, he looks mean firing that gun. Yeah, he looks like he's going to be... Uh, Quite the handful. I, I'm I'm super happy that he's in it. That that moment uh, of, of realization on Twitter, I think it was in the days or weeks following celebration. I was like, "Wait a minute, it is Bill Burr," and I was just so happy. Actually, you know what? Uh, when did we get confirmation that we're getting new Clone Wars? When was that official? That was. Comic Con last year, yeah. Start yeah, because I think they were uh, giving Clone us like saved. yeah, Clone Wars saved was, uh, which they I think they we predicted that what they were going to give us it was it was the uh, they were doing a ten year anniversary panel for for Clone Wars. We're like ah, they're giving us something. What's it going to be? Are they going to give us a a movie to close it out, or are they resurrecting the TV series? We predicted that. Uh, cool. I think uh, I think we got Rick's question. Rick, th- thanks, man. Great, great question as usual, and thanks for the support. All right, let us uh, let's close the the show here this week from a with a question from Mr. Dan Miles. He's got another good one. Dan writes, "Hey guys, as ever with me, uh, a question regarding Revenge of the Sith. It seems the most complex and thought provoking of all the films for me. Anyway." How do you think things would have played out had Mace Windu not been quite so hasty in confronting Palpatine? Was it vital he acted fast? Or was there a scenario where it would have been possible to wait and play dumb in order to gather the likes of Yoda and Obi-Wan for a later confrontation? Cheers. Dan, that's a, that is a great what if. Uh, what do you got, Corey? Well, to be honest, I, I think it was actually actually imperative that he take action right away completely agree. all the all the pawns were in place so i think you know yoda was dispensed or 
indisposed, whatever. Uh, Obi-Wan was far gone. Like, everyone had this foreboding feeling that the war was at its end, coming to an end. And it was going to end one way or another, either good or bad. They they could not see due to the the cloud of the dark side. So to find this news out, like Mace Windu says straight up, like, if we don't act now, like the Jedi are toast, like they won't survive. Well, yeah, because he, he said it earlier in the movie. I sense the plot to destroy the Jedi. So it's yeah, like he, he knew he had to move. Yeah, they all did. Yoda sensed the same thing. So, you know, they moved and the, the crazy part is, you know, he brought Kit Fisto. Uh, I can't remember the other dude's name, but okay. he had the, the he had Palpatine pretty much beat, man. But he had that ace up his sleeve with the whole like, Padme, like, uh, I have the power to save her, like all this. Uh, but just the way he dispatches the other Jedi as well. You know, he might have as well as has been like, you know, like can't touch me like eh, like it was i don't know i didn't like the way that he killed him off it was too not a great saber fight to be honest i don't know there was well i think i think the way that was done was just to show how lethal he is as opposed to how inept the jedi were because obviously they're not like they we've seen them in other media doing cool stuff just in this case Fisto, come on to see him get like he was just like didn't even try Oh, I know. Like I know. Was, it, it looks like bad. No it's, a, it's a bad look for those three guys in that film. But I, I think that's more to highlight Palpatine being as deadly as he is. But yeah, I, I think uh, Mace Windu knew basically the position that Palpatine was in, the way that things were going, the circumstances of that moment, uh, Dooku being dead. Just the recent recent uh, activities that were going on, something was up and the end was nigh. So it was like, we got to act, man, and we got to act now. And had it not been for Anakin, <laughs> they would have succeeded. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that debate rages forever, right? Did, did Palpatine actually – did Mace, did he take down Palpatine? Was he winning that fight or did Palpatine just give him – you know, just just let know it with enough did... leash just to make Windu think that he was going to win, uh, just delaying it long enough for for Anakin to inevitably show up. Yeah, you're you're kind of right. Uh, like I, I feel like when he's at the window, he's beaten. Like he needs, like once he does his little lightning trick and transforms, like he needs Anakin to save him. But at the same time, I don't know. Like it's Palpatine, right? Like. Could Mace Windu have really done it? Like, I almost feel like he was like Palpatine was biding his time to the to the point like, like I'm the only one that could do this, like help you, like save me, you know. Like he was, he wanted that almost. What do you think, Carlos? <laughs> I hesitate. <laughs> I, I I always hesitate because there's part of me that's like. Mace Windu's style actually uses the dark side against his opponent. So he's actually using the force of his opponent against them. So uh, no, they, I, I, I just want to say this quickly. Like, I wish Sam Jackson can have actually like really been Sam Jackson. <laughs> like, and in that moment, like we can't kill him. He'd been like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Can I go now? Sorry, I thought that was funny. Was that necessary? Really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of see it in my head. It just popped in there. No, but uh, so so there's part of me that's like, yeah, I think he beats him. And then there's another part of me that's like, how insidious is Dark Sidious, Darth Sidious to 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 make him believe that he's beaten just so that he can manipulate Anakin? Yeah, I, there's a part of me that's like, I don't know if his plan is that deep. And I think that he seizes the opportunity when Anakin walks in to play it off. Uh, and and use Anakin to um, to destroy Mace. Like I, I I don't believe that it was the plan from the beginning. I think it's just his being. Um, uh, what's the word I, I used before? Opportunistic. Yeah, well, you, I, I mean I can go with that. Whether it's you know, Palpatine planning it to the nth. Degree where he's like, okay, when that we're gonna fight, and we're gonna dance around the room, and I'm gonna break the, we're gonna break the window, and then at that moment, Anakin's gonna show up, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna do that, and then Anakin's yeah. gonna, Anakin's gonna jump in just before it may strikes me down. I, I don't think Palpatine plans every or foresees every single detail that way. Uh, but no, I think you're well, right. Let's, let's, I, I think it's easier to, to to buy the the idea that Palpatine just rolls with it and makes and, and takes the opportunities where he sees them. Let's just say the we know Obi Wan was indisposed for sure, but I don't think it would have hurt Mace Windu to call kind of like a maybe a quick five to ten minute uh, council meeting. Just be like, wherever you are, this is what's going on, and you know, I'm informing you guys. You know, be careful at least. Yeah, that's at least at did. that point, Caddy Mundy would have been like, whoa, 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 you're not taking me from behind. Yeah, kind of like. I, I, for me, like, I think once Anakin ratted Palpatine out, like, Mace Windu, he, I, he had to act. The Jedi had to act. And I, I give Mace Windu a lot of grief because I, I don't think he acquitted himself very well in the prequels. Um, but, yeah, well, taking an immediate action on, on Palpatine, it's that, that, I think that was the, the, the correct course. Like, but, no, definitely, I think the first thing you should have done you shouldn't notify other people. Well, yeah, I mean, that I, was I, that's, that's where I was going to go. Like, I was going to say that, you know, because he mentions how Palpatine has control of the Senate and the courts. So any, and if they had done anything else, like, we have to, like, Palpatine was trusted. Everybody knows and loves Palpatine. That's why he's where he was. And that's why he was always able to get his powers extended and allowed to stay in office because people liked him and trusted him. The Jedi weren't universally loved and trusted, which is weird to say, but they weren't. So any any political action they would have taken would have been much more easily portrayed as like treason, uh, treason or mutiny or something like that. But anyway, we, we touched on uh, the, the group to go arrest uh, Palpatine and that didn't work. But like you said, Corey, like the only other thing I think he could have done is taking that five to ten minute break and go go send out a coded message to Jedi Masters on the front and say this is what's up. Uh, we Be wary. <laughs> we we I, I I sense a disturbance in the Force. I'm sure you do too. I I we believe there's a plot out to destroy the Jedi. Be really careful. 
And so, like, yeah, like if you had just taken those five minutes to think about it and, and try and lay down some contingency plans and, and circle the wagons with the other Jedi, even if it was just to like, oh boy, we need to, we need to get, we need to talk to Mon Mothma. We need to talk to Bail Organa. Like, what is like the the ones that we really trust, the ones that we know are sort of beyond his reach. Let's let's talk to them and maybe there's a diplomatic solution to this. That's or just leave them a voicemail in the least. Like, granted, I need I, like immediate action was required for their survival, but you know, get the message out there. Like, this is what's happening. You can't get your own time, but be wary and you know, hide whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I I think at the end of the day, like Palpatine's maneuvers to slowly bring the Jedi into the into the mix as as generals in the war, and just the way he sort of. It really was like a top-down thing. It was Palpatine and then everybody else. Like, he knew. He had to know the Jedi probably wouldn't go to the Senate or to the courts because they... He probably f- figured the Jedi knew that they were in his back pocket already. So at the end, I think what the what Windu did was the only reasonable thing. Like whatever the fu- like, if they were successful and they killed Palpatine, I I don't know what happens. I don't know if the Empire. It's tough. It's hard. It's tough to say, right? Like, does if yeah. if you cut the head off the snake, like would the Empire still have risen? I I don't know. Probably not. But Anakin had already turned. Uh, no, he was. I don't know. Maybe you stop Anakin from turning. It's impossible to say what would have happened. But yeah, of all the things that I give Mace Windu grief for, uh, going right after Palpatine is 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 not one of them. All right, I I don't know. Like for me, like what Palpatine says when when Mace Windu walks in, he goes, "That's quicker than I anticipated." Like he knew he was going to come, but it just goes to show that Mace Windu made the right decision and trying to catch him off guard. Yeah. Not only that, he's like, like basically you're going to call for backup. Like, you know, you, you got, you got some Stugas. <laughs> what was that? What? No. Why would you like you that? got, I don't know. Like he's basically saying like, you got courage to basically come in here like alone like this, you know, like I thought you would have waited for your Yoda man and Obi-Wan as backup. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, is there a scenario like if we ask if we answer the second half of the question, like was there a scenario where it would have been possible to wait? Yeah, it, it absolutely could have waited. Yeah you, yeah, you could have. Yeah, you could have tried. But the, but the problem with that is that Anakin reveals that he knows. Yeah, Anakin was already like, I'm telling. <laughs> So it's tough. It's hard, it's hard to see. Like Anakin was, yeah, yeah. I mean, Charles, like, the, that's best the best of that's... times and worst of times. It's Anakin is like the best and the worst of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean... he was the best of the Jedi and the worst of the Jedi at the same time. So it's like, I think that um, that plurality is what makes him an interesting character, but it also precipitates uh, all of the action. Like everything happens because of that, so it's it's. Do you wait? Does does you wait for Obi Wan and then, but then at that point, 
maybe Palpatine has guards around him because he, he figures or he feels that they're coming for him. Or he leaves. Or, yeah, or he leaves or he preemptively goes to the Senate and, and, and calls for, um, you know, uh, the Jedi to be uh, excluded from the Republic. And, and now maybe, um, you know, some of those senators, a lot of them were already in Palpatine's pocket, but some of them weren't. And, you know, maybe that makes Palpatine more sympathetic if he comes in front of the, the Senate before he becomes disfigured and says, I have uncovered a plot and blah, 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 you know, then. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was, it was, it was all, it all leads to one eventuality. I think like Palpatine already had his checkmate, I think. It all leads down to. Yeah. Anakin. Anakin. Snitches get stitches. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah no i i think it all it all comes down to the same thing at the end where palpatine was trusted almost at that point almost almost across the board i mean i guess not in separatist territories but he had enough goodwill that he would have like whatever he said like if the jedi are gonna try and take over the, the republic and he he would have he would have gotten everybody like he would have got everybody aligned against the Jedi. They've left me horribly scarred. So instead he just let the Jedi come to him and he took care of the rest. And then and then got everybody turned against the Jedi anyway. Yeah. And he's like, and I get to wear my hood. This is awesome. So yeah, but I think there I I think there's a way to at least take Star Wars down a different path if you get Mace Windu to wait a little bit. I mean, I, the story largely turns out the same, but... The Jedi definitely should have had a Palpatine protocol or something, you know? Well, the they, eventuality they know. of, like... Like, when Anakin tells Windu, like, I think he's the Sith Lord we've been chasing. Oh, the Sith Lord? Him? What? Like, they either no way, they, they should have had, like, a... What happens in the eventuality that we find out who the Sith Lord is and whatever? What do we do? We call this number. Maybe they didn't. It was like, call Chancellor Palpatine. He'll know what to do. (laughs) Call Channel 66. Yeah, I don't know. Like, could that have been another way to do it? Like, could they have gathered all the Jedi Council, the the most respected ones? Maybe Yoda. Maybe everybody loves Yoda. And just have Yoda address the galaxy. Send her to like this massive public broadcast to say that Palpatine is a Sith Lord. Uh, everything he's built is a lie. The war has been a complete trick and uh, you know, resist your government or whatever it is. Like, would that have worked to some degree? Could that have taken them down a different path? That's what's scary about the galaxy, man. Like it's so big that, the misinformation must be like so rampant, you know, like it must be uh, to have the good win is such a, I don't know, unattainable goal almost. Uh, that's what creates the tension in the, in the story. Anyway, Dan, that's a great question. I mean, I think you, we could, you could ask three different people the same question and might get a completely different answer, but I, th- I think it is a, a great what if. So thank you for that, Dan. Don't be a stranger. Get back in touch soon. Love your questions, man. 
Uh, and that's it. That's going to do it for episode 183. Uh, if you liked this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and uh, leave us a review somewhere. Uh, and, and uh, of course, share us with your friends. Uh, shout out to the vacationing Rob Wade. I believe he's off this Ooh. week. I believe he's yes. off. So, Rob, if you're listening, I hope you're having a great time. Thank you for endorsing this episode and all episodes of the Tumbling Saber and other great podcasts as part of the E14 endorsed program. Uh, which you can learn more about at Emotionally14.com. Go check it out. Uh, also, be sure to check out our podcasting brethren at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Eight shows, eight great shows. Everybody's doing great work in these dry summer times. Go check out StarWarsCommonwealth.com and uh, fill up your playlist with some cool Star Wars content. Uh, so with all that being said, everybody, uh, Carlos, where can we find you on social media? On Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at ccandidomusic. Uh, you can search for my music page uh, on Facebook at Carlos Candido Music. And uh, you can go to patreon.com slash carloscreates um, to uh, follow me on Patreon and support me and my creative endeavors uh, and um, be one of the first to hear uh, my new music. So patreon.com slash carloscreates. Corey? Kyle, Carlos, everybody, reach out to me at Chabruz with a Z on Twitter and uh, hit us up in our closed Facebook group. That's uh, always fun. There's always a little news going on, jokes going on, a lot of fun stuff going on. So, yeah, do that. Yeah, come hang out with us there. Uh, otherwise, you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter and on Instagram. Love to connect with you there. And otherwise, uh, that is going to be it. What, episode 183, I had a blast recording with you guys, as always. Uh, but that's going to do it. We'll be back next week discussing San Diego Comic Con. I'm sure there's going to be some cool Star Wars news discussing there. And uh, we'll share that with you then. So have yourselves a great week. May the Force be with you, and we'll talk to you later. Static draws me closer to your place. Willing me through my dreams Fall away Signs Blindly To the lines on your face Beating Strong Drifting Not relive this dream
strength that you gave those walls you build is all for me and I become the man I want to be your love and your road please don't leave my heart broken and bleeding now you're running now you're running away darling please don't